What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Next Level Freedom Church podcast. My name is Trenton Cruz. I'm the lead pastor of Next Level Freedom Church in Jackson, Missouri. If you're seeking a church family that can help you grow in your relationship with Christ, or maybe you just want to check us out online, be sure to check out our website, www.nextlevelfreedomchurch.com. I hope today's episode will inspire you and encourage you as you fulfill the destiny God has for your life and fulfill your divine purpose in God's master plan. Thanks for tuning and God bless. How y'all doing? Good. Those of you tuning with us online, whether it's Facebook Live or next week when we put this on our website, thank you so much for joining with us. My name is Trenton Cruz. I'm the lead pastor of Next Level Freedom Church here in Jackson, Missouri. Our current address is 1225 Old Cape Road, Jackson, Missouri. We would love for you to come and join us, you and your family, and pray with you about whatever needs you may need and have going on in your life. But we do thank you for tuning online, but I'm going to tell you, it's, it's even better in person. Let me just throw that out there. Online is not the same. Watching it on your phone or your TV screen is not the same as being here in person. So we invite you to come get that prayer that you need. This morning, we're going to have a guest speaker. He's not really a guest. He's one of this house, uh, one of our leaders in this house. Uh, Prophet Devin Fountain is in the house with a word from the Lord. So Devin, come on, get ready. So get ready to receive. Welcome Devin for me. Praise God. Come on and give God some praise. Give God some praise. Give God a hand praise. Um, first, thank God for this opportunity. Um, let's give our leaders a hand. Amen. Praise God for our leaders. Praise God for our leaders. Pastor Trent Cruz. Pastor Brett Howe and Lady, Lady Ashley and Lady Afton. I thank God for you all. I'm a better man knowing them. Um, I really am. I'm so grateful that um, our paths crossed. Amen. Amen. I'm sorry. Am I? Can you hear me now? Okay. Um, I was searching this week on what God would have me to speak, and I think. Well, I know. I'm not gonna say. I think. I know. I got the. I got the. I got the right message, so I pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you for such an opportunity. Thank you for being called for such a time as this. We ask that you speak with clarity, O oh God. Let your word fall on good ground, O oh God. And let it reap some 30, some 60, some 100, for we bind the enemy, we bind distractions. We bind the lies of the enemy, the deceit of the enemy, the attack of the enemy. We bind just the very appearance of the enemy. In the name of Jesus, no weapon formed against the body of Christ shall prosper. So God, we pray as, as we embark upon your word, the lives be transformed, oh God. We speak to that man ready to commit suicide right now. We speak to him and we say, live in the name of Jesus, for your time is now. God has called you for such a time as this. There is a purpose for your life. May you find it within these words in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to sing a little song. Um, I was, uh, excuse me, for, let me get my bottle of water. 
I um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and sing the song, but um, my voice has been acting up because I'm taking medicine that has me coughing a lot. So there's been a lot of coughing going on, a lot of mucus and all that type of stuff. But God is a healer, man. Excuse me for a second. song says I need thee like the ocean needs the water or it will run dry I need thee like the many stars above needs the setting of the sky I need thee like tomorrow needs the hours of today to pass by Lord, I need you more than ever. Hear my humble cry. I need the oh, I need thee every hour. Oh, I, I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. I come to, I come to thee. I need thee in the morning when from evening's rest I wake. I need thee to direct my path. With every step I take Oh, I need you, Lord, to keep me I need your mercy and your grace Lord, I need you more than ever You promise never to forsake I need the old I, I need thee every hour. Oh, I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. I come. I come to thee Come on and give God some praise That's part of my testimony I don't know about anybody else But I'm finding I need him more and more each day Amen I'm going to be real quick Try to be anyway Um That <laughs> came at an opportune time. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's go to. Um, I don't know if I'm going to get a chance to get into the text. I'm going to try to do the introduction, and if the Lord sees fit to give us another opportunity, then we'll then we'll pick up from wherever we leave off today, man. But I'm not going to be able to finish this today. So, 
I want to talk about a subject uh, that you don't really hear now. Nowadays, you know, people are so um, so in, engulfed, pastors and leaders and prophets and evangelists and teachers are so, in, a lot of them are so engulfed in really teaching empowerment sermons, you know. You're, you're part of the kingdom. You are a royal priesthood. All those things. Excuse me. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. We need to know who we are in Jesus Christ. But we'll never find that if we don't um, recognize who God is. Everybody's talking about um, revival. Let's go to Acts. Let's go to Acts, the second chapter. Everybody's talking about revival, and I was at a, I was at a, I was at a real hard time trying to discern whether or not we were seeing revival. You know, just don't want to be able to say, just don't want to say we seen revival. And God is not saying this revival. I don't care who's saying this revival. I want to hear from God. Amen. Um, God's thoughts are not as our thoughts. And his plans are not as our plans. Amen. But. So I had been doing a study on. Then I, then I heard the prophet talk up, uh, last week about a divine awakening. There's nothing wrong with a divine awakening. We need we need a divine awakening. Um, we 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 need that in this day and time. The world needs to be awakened. Amen. Spiritually speaking, the world is dead. And they, the people in the world need to be awakened. But and then I was doing a study on prophetic encounters with God, encounters with God, because there is a difference. A prophetic encounter is a Words spoken about a future, a future presence, a, fu a futuristic um, appearing of God. Um, that that is what a prophetic encounter means. If for for lack of a better definition, um, and I wrote the definition. I supposed to have written the definition down, but I forgot. Um, the way the Lord gave it to me, so you all please forgive me. But um, an encounter with God is just an encounter with God. It's a appearing of God, and so it's a tangible something that's ten a, a, a tangible presence of God. Wh wh whether it's an appearing of an, the angel of the Lord, as we saw with um, with Abraham and and with Mo uh, with Moses. Um, so th those are encounters with God. A prophetic encounter is what you saw in the book of Acts when God foretold that he, was, that he would show up at a certain time in the future as they waited on him. That's a prophetic encounter. But um, there, there can be no divine awakening. There can be no revival. There can even be no encounter with God or a prophetic encounter with God 
if we don't do one thing. Seek the face of God. I was, I was at a loss last night because I was, and I was up pretty late last night because I was really worn with myself because I've, I haven't been too long come back to God. So, you know, when you, when you, when you out in the world for so long, there's a lot of junk inside of you that distorts your spiritual ability to gather wisdom from God. So I was, I was warring with myself because all this time I had been seeking an encounter with God when I thought I was really seeking the face of God. And I thought I was seeking I, I, I thought seeking the presence of God would be seeking encounter with him. And that's not true. Seeking the presence of God is actually seeking his face. There's, there's nothing more unadulterated than his presence. Amen. See, I'm, I'm convinced that we can, we can have a revival and a divine awakening. But what's going to happen after the revival is over? We need something not tangible, but we need his presence. The essence of who he is to keep us and hold us long after the revival and, and the divine awakening, the encounter with God. Th those are moments with God. You know, th 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 those, those are encounters with God on different levels. But, but I'm talking about having a passion for God. Having a passion for God. Not just what God can do. And, and, and there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with asking God for things. But we shouldn't be seeking God solely for something. It is, oh Lord, I, I wasn't, I didn't know that. But you are in rebellion when you seek God for solely for something other than his face. And the reason being is because he said, seek my face. He, he said, I believe it's in Isaiah. He said, if my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I would hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and heal their land. This is what we've seen in the book of Acts. Going on in the book of Acts, the, 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 revi the reviving, the establishment of the church. But. Let's uh, let's uh. Okay, so to seek God means to to desire to know His character, and waiting on Him, and wanting Him, and His presence more than anything else He can give us. That's what it means to see. That's the Google definition of seeking God. So. I guess I am going to get into my text. That was my introduction. It was shorter than I thought it was. 
Um, go go to the book of Acts. So we've gotten past the 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 prophetic encounter with God. It was foretold that by Jesus that he was that he would send the Comforter, he would send the Holy Spirit that would be endowed with power. They was to stay in Jerusalem until they are endowed with power, endued with power. But they weren't seeking God for power. They were waiting on God. They weren't seeking God solely for power. See, because that's the deception in the last days. Power. We, you know, we 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 get we get confused just because someone speaks up. Well, I know that's God. God showed you that. I know that's the word from no, you don't necessarily know that. Because demons don't demons see into the future too. Uh-oh. There is a spirit. I forgot the name of it, but the Old Testament talks about talk mentions the spirit, this this demigod, if you will. How he sees, how he looks at the constellation of the stars and gives prophetic words. Based on and, and gives foretelling words, predictions based on what what they see going on in the stars in the heavens. I forgot the name. I have to get it next time. I ne- next I have to I have to find out what the, I forgot the name of that. That's but I want to say it's Ashtaroth or Astarte or Aphrodite, but I'm not sure. I could be wrong. But. So it's, it's, it's possible to, to receive a word and it be directly on target and it be from, let me prove it to you. He, he, he said, I believe it's in Deuteronomy, if there arises among you a prophet or someone who says they are a dreamer and he performs to you a miracle. Anybody familiar with that scripture? He performs a miracle. And but he says to you, let us fall, let us commit idolatry and let us fall, let us let us fall after strange facts, commit sexual morality, then he is a false prophet. Do not follow him. Many of us are following after prophets just because they're preaching the right thing. And but they have an ulterior motive. See, see, I can sp- I can speak the truth because I know you don't want to be deceived with the wrong motive in heart. Man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. And your heart is the issue. Your 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 heart is the issue. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I bind the enemy now. In the name of Jesus, this word will go forth. With power and an unadulteratedness in Jesus' name. So in the book of Acts, the second chapter, we see that on the day of Pentecost, they were all with one accord. That was very significant because many of our Many of our churches, many many of us, it's, it's very important that we get, let me speak to this house, it's very important that we get in sync with the vision. 
it's very important that we align ourselves with the visionaries of this house. Otherwise, we are in rebellion and we are practicing witchcraft. There's no condemnation because some of us don't know. But anytime we step, see, you can't go to a job and think you're going to run the job like you like like you want to run it. You know, there is a certain there are certain rules set in effect that says, OK, you got to be here at 10 a.m. or be here at be here at be here at eight o'clock on the dot, be here at seven thirty or whatever the time may be. You got to be you have to be hmm. <laughs> you have to be dressed a certain way. You, 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 you have to follow a set of rules. And the reason why those rules set in effect is to best exemplify and produce the desire and produce the desired outcome for that business. That, that visionary for that business has a certain has a certain mission. He has a mission that he that he desires and that he has set for that he has established for that business. And without those rules going into effect, without those rules being carried out, the vision will not be fulfilled. It's the same way with this house. It's the same way with this house. And it's the same way in your house. <laughs> your, your, your kids, your, your, your children cannot do anything they want to do. They got to go by rules. And sometimes those rules don't make sense to children. You know, like, why we got to do it? But as they get older, once they become, they won't understand until they become an adult and get their own kids or, or just become an adult, period. Like, I used to think my mom was just being me. I'm not buying you nothing. You don't want to clean up. I'm not buying nothing. Don't ask me. Don't ask me for nothing except for your necessities. Don't expect, don't expect no basketballs. Don't expect this. Don't expect that. She, she just didn't. She, you don't want to. You don't want to do what you're supposed to do. You, you you don't get no rewards. So so don't ask. So when we go in the store, don't ask me for nothing. You ask me for something, I'm popping in the mouth. <laughs> so that, that, that was my mama. She she didn't play no. She was a short woman, but she didn't play no games. Um, but it's very important that we begin to seek the face of God, and not and not His hand. Many of us are talking about the glory of God, inhabiting the glory of God and the hand of God. But, see, I want, I want an everlasting experience with God. I want, I want something that's going to last me forever and not just make me feel good. See, I'm going to tell you something. Whenever God begins to, whenever you begin to seek God's face, what happens is he begins to show you you. And and many of us don't want to be shown ourselves. Many of us are afraid of being shown ourselves. But we don't have to be afraid of that. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. 
but it's giving us power, love, and a sound mind. So, so we don't, and that's where it. That's why we need to get in the presence of God to get rid of that fear and and to develop that sound mind, to develop that transformed mind. The Bible says, "Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind." The only way to renew your mind is to get in the word of God, begin to get fast and pray and, and begin to seek the face of God. See, see, the face of God involves intimacy. Bishop TDJs call it into me see. Seeing into the heart of God. Finding out his character, finding like his finding out his likes and dislikes. See, I'm 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 convinced that. The first thing that God's going to change when we really begin to seek him is us. He's going to change us. He's going to begin to deal with us. We, we, we haven't really gotten in the face of God until he begins to deal with us. Because de- dealing with us involves a level of maturity. Because many of us, you know, anybody can't accept constructive criticism. So, can you imagine getting that from God? I mean, just 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 imagine God telling you the most ugliest thing about you. But he does it in a transforming way. I was I was wrestling last night. I'm like, God, what does it? Is it what what does it mean? And, and it hit me, it's like, man, you gotta. Get in my presence. There's a song that says, just to be close to you. Just to be close to you. Just to be close to you is my desire. Just to be close to him. Just to be in commute, one with God. There's, there's something about capturing the heart. See, when we capture the heart of God, God can trust us. Something God spoke to me years ago when I first started. He said, you can trust that I'm going to use you. Cannot trust you to be used. Many of us cannot be trusted. And so God has to, God has to recondition. He has to transform. He has to mold our heart. This is why he said, say not to the potter. Why have you made me this way? The, the, the potter has no say so. Excuse me, the, the pottery has no say-so on how they are molded and shaped. But they have to, they, they are pliable. And they can't, see, they, they, it's, it's not even a resistance going on. Pot- pottery doesn't resist the potter. It, it, it's totally yielded to the hand of the one that's making and molding it. Ah, God, Jesus. How yielded are you? How, how yielded are you? How yielded are you? God, I, 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 feel, I feel the heart of someone like, man, how yielded are you? And we don't have to feel bad about that. We don't have to feel bad about that. But God really wants to do a working on our heart. Amen. Jesus. He, 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 because, because, because he longs, see, see, you can't even be a friend of God until you allow him to, until you give him your heart. Amen. See, see, many of us are sons 
many of us are daughters. Many of us are servants, but we haven't reached that friend level. See, you can be you can be vulnerable with a friend. Is God able to be vulnerable with you? Jesus. Is 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 he able to tell you his secrets? Can he trust you with his secrets? Not not just his secrets about you, but can he trust you with his secrets for your brother? Can can he trust and, and, and this and this gonna hit me? Can he trust you not to not to look at them in a judgmental way? After God has shown you what their issue is, can he trust you? Can he trust you not to go black? You know, God showed me this about so and so, so and so, and they're they're not right, and 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 God wants to do this, but you're saying it in a judgmental way. You're being judgmental. The only way for us to be for us for all the junk. And things that are not right in our heart to be cleaned out as if we get in the face of God. See, we have to be willing to be vulnerable. Vulnerable. Seeing into the heart of God. See, see, God already knows what's in your heart. But God is a gentleman. <laughs> but God is also a warrior. So he will do, he will allow things to happen. He will even orchestrate things to happen in order to make you uh, 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 submit to him. Make you, make you, make you pliable because many of us aren't, aren't, aren't like pottery. Many of us are like wood. Many of us, many of us, I don't know about you, but I was, I was like stoned, you know. I was, I was, you know, you know what I did? I willfully disobeyed God. I knew the truth. But yet I still did what I wanted to do. You know, it's it's that's dangerous. Because because the Bible says to him that knoweth to do with good and to him do with it, not to him it is a sin. Amen. That's that's very dangerous. You 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 see now there's a difference in being involved in rebellion and witchcraft and you not know it. But Saul, the reason why Saul was rejected because he knew what God had said, but yet he still did what he wanted to do. Saul knew not to get involved. He he knew what the word of God was. He knew what God said. That God said, if you if you if you if you marry these women, they're going to change your heart, turn your heart from me. What is turning your heart from God? You know, there I, I like watching movies, right? And there are certain movies I cannot watch. And I'm coming to the conclusion that the majority of what the secular world calls movies I cannot watch. It just can't, because it gets, and it's not, it's, see, I was talking to somebody and they were saying, well, it's just entertainment. You know, it's, you know, killing and, you know, beating up people and drugs and all that type of stuff, right? Those things that we find entertaining, right? Well, it's just entertainment. And I thought about that 
Like, man, doesn't that, and this wasn't judgmental. I wasn't being judgmental because, because I'm guilty of it. But I was like, doesn't that, what doesn't that say something about what we entertained by? See, that's a heart issue. That's a heart issue. What we find entertaining. What's, what's taking up our... See, every moment, every moment, we should be living in the Spirit. See, that's, the, that's what it means to be in the face of God. To live and operate in the Spirit. And this doesn't necessarily mean you're thinking about God all the time, but you're just thinking about good things. Things that are fruitful. The Bible says, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are of a good report, whatsoever things are praiseworthy, think on these things. What, what are you thinking on? There's a, there's a saying, one of my spiritual mentors, that he says, what you put into your eyes, ears, experiences. Forgot the other one. The four E's, eyes, ears, experiences, and another one, right? He says, will become, will we'll get in your heart. And they will become what you think about. What you think about will become, will become what you act out. Right. Will become a habit. What, your habits will become your lifestyle. Yeah, that's true. I'm done. Um, but... It's so important that we seek the face of God. That we allow God to shape and mold our heart. And that we become vulnerable with him. And, and just be honest because he already knows, you know. He already knows our issues. He already knows. He knows our, he, he knows our coming in and our going out. He knows these things. But many of us are trying to hide them from God. God, I feel that so strong. We, we, we're hiding these issues from God. And God is saying, no, show them to me. Reveal them to me. I can't take it. It was, it was something that I was, this is something I've been struggling with for years. And he said, Devin, it's not that I can't deliver you. It's, it's not that. It's like. You keep asking me to take this desire, but you won't give it to me. You won't let it go because you're so used to holding on to it and you don't know the identity you're going to have once you let it go. Because, see, once you let things go, he changes you. Ah, glory to God. Once you let things go, he changes you. It's impossible for you not to begin to get a new identity once you let your old identity go. That's what it means to be a friend of God, to be intimate with him, to be vulnerable with him, to see into him, to see into his desires, to see into his thoughts. Amen. I don't I don't I don't know who this who this word was for. But as I was ministering, I sensed. The Holy Spirit began to nudge at some people's heart. And 
Don't allow your position, God, to stop you from getting what you need from God right now. Don't allow your Jesus. Don't allow your position of authority, your your leadership position to stop you from getting what you need from God. If that word with what the Lord has spoken today nourished at your heart in any way, I want you to come down to the altar. Come down to the altar. There's a reason because, because God wants us to get closer. She's not the only one. She's not the only one. She's not the only one. This, this is your moment. This, this is your God. God, it's literally, it's literally bringing me to tears because many of us, and it's nothing but a prideful issue. This is all it is. It's just pride that's stopping us. Where is your heart located in the spiritual realm? Where is your heart located? I bind condemnation. I bind shame right now in the name of Jesus. If you're wrestling with loneliness, Come down to the altar. God wants to deliver you from that. I sense that loneliness. Loneliness. Praise God. Amen. Just because we're going to talk for a second doesn't mean if you're praying, keep praying. Don't let us interrupt. That's between you and God. If there are those of you that missed that opportunity, hey, the altar's still open. Because um, I feel like there was still some more. But uh, thank you though so much for those of you that are tuning with us online. We're going to go ahead and get ready to dismiss you guys. But um, I want to say, if you've never received Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, that is where your journey starts. You simply ask. You say, Dear Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. And I believe you died on the cross for me. And I believe you rose on the third day, becoming victorious over death, that I might live. I ask you to come into my heart, be Lord of my life, forgive me of all my sins. From here on out, I want to live my life for you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. In your name I pray. Amen. You pray that prayer, you meant it from the bottom of your heart. I'm here to say welcome to the family of God. Congratulations. Your journey just got started. Forget what happened yesterday. You got a fresh start today. 
Starting today, there's a fresh start in your life, and it's time to move forward with what God has for you. So if you're tuning on Facebook Live or you're tuning online at the website next week, um, thank you so much. You need to find you a good church home. You need to be discipled. You need to be baptized if you just got saved because that's all steps where we're following Jesus' footsteps. And then you need to get in that word. You need to be digging. You need to be studying God's word. When we say study, we don't just mean read a verse. We mean study the verse. Sometimes you may spend a week on a verse. Just break it down and look at each word. Study it out. So thank you so much for joining with us online. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time.